0: wake up west georgia it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and mountain dew the morning five with bryce sparling and billy lindahl
1: wake up west georgia it's time for your favorite morning podcast it's the morning five for monday september 19th 2022 and as always it's brought to you by the perry and lawyers nobody wakes up thinking man i hope i hire a lawyer today but hey
0: life happens don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards we have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers, with
1: offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between.
0: Find them at callcadenow.com That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E-N-O-W.com Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. I'm
1: going to go ahead and apologize to everybody right off the top of the, hit, the podcast. Uh, I was at a tournament yesterday afternoon and my voice is shot so my apologies for that uh today is national butterscotch pudding day and i wanted to throw up in my mouth
0: Bryce. i don't know <laughs> if this would be any good i i, I like butterscotch because i like those like werther candies um my great grandmother used to carry around those werther's candies all the time and I, uh, so i like butterscotch but the idea of like butterscotch pudding i don't know good. man that doesn't sound good Ugh, no. yeah I, I think this is gonna have to be a pass for me man i, I like butterscotch but butterscotch pudding just does not sound like a, a tasty combination
1: oh no thank you no thank you
0: so that's two thumbs down here on the morning five for butterscotch pudding oh, God.
1: <laughs> like I'm, I'm literally just over here just you know heaving it's all thank it's awful you.
0: it'd be a hard pass yeah i think that'd be i think that'd be two hard passes
1: Braves got a massive sweep this weekend of the, those fills. Uh, you were actually got a chance to go to one of the games this weekend. Um, so that was, was good to see
0: good atmosphere. Uh, yeah.
1: Braves game one on Friday, they win seven to two Acuna Contreras and Albies with two RBIs Harris with another RBI. Max Reed, six innings pitch two earned, four K's. Yes, please. Max Reed
0: For yeah, that. I'll take that. Absolutely. I'll, uh, I one thousand uh, percent take that from Mister Max Freed, and I mean one hundred and ten pitches. I'd like to see that down a little bit, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be nitpicky here. Six innings, two earned runs. Yeah, I'll sign up for that.
1: Game two, the Braves win four to three. Acuna had all four RBIs. Unfortunately, and this is the bad news, Ozzy's out for the regular season with a broken pinky. Like two games back, uh, and game you get a broken pinky, and I mean it's just. It sucks so bad for, for Ozzy.
0: Yeah, that was uh, – we saw him slide in to head first in the second base, and he, like, took a while to get up, and we thought he hurt his head because his helmet came off and he slid in, and I, he, like, stayed there for a while. I thought they were looking at his head, um, but he stayed in the game, and then he didn't come back out, and I'm like, what? Oh, man, I was like, what's going on? What happened to Ozzie? And that's when that's when I saw the the finger, the ouchie finger thing from uh, – Somebody on Twitter, I don't remember who it was. So, that, that's not great. You know, getting the 4-3 win and Acuna getting all four RBIs was good. He also made uh, an amazing diving catch in right field. And, I don't know, maybe the seventh or eighth inning. Uh, Bryce Harper was up with the bases loaded. And I believe we had a one or two run lead at the point. And Harper hit a little uh, blooper over into right field. And Acuna made a Superman catch over there. So, that was nice to see. I was kind of surprised Snit took out Odorizzi when he did because I want to say I know he had I know I know he had two outs in the inning because right, he pitched four and two thirds and I want to say the guy coming up I think there was only one guy on base we had like a two or three run lead at the at the time I don't know it was a very very odd situation I don't know why he didn't try to let Odorizzi close the uh, close the the inning out but we, we won we've so seen really Odorizzi,
1: we've seen Odorizzi we've seen go from. Great right to horrible really quickly so I'm, I'm not upset with that honestly yeah
0: it's like a pet peeve when you bring out a pitcher in the middle of an inning when he's not really in trouble um I don't know maybe it was something Snit saw. maybe like you said maybe Odorizzi gets into those situations and kind of goes from good to horrible and there's there's a tell or something that Snit saw. so I thought it was odd but I mean you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and complain about it too much
1: Uh, Game three, Braves win five to two yesterday. Uh, Grossman had two RBIs. Riley Contreras and Ozuna with the others. Uh, Strider six innings pitched, one earned, ten Ks. Strider becomes the first rookie in Braves history to throw two hundred strikeouts.
0: Yeah, he's got the rookie of the year sealed up. Unreal. Absolutely sealed up. That kid is unstoppable. Uh, once again, I'd like to see the uh, I'd like to see Strider work on getting his pitch count down, um, just so he can go a little bit deeper in the in games, especially once we get towards the postseason. But ten uh, Ks, dude, this kid is electric. It's insane, isn't it? Uh, he has a two point six seven ERA right now in the season as a rookie.
1: praise still sorry.
0: Uh, I was just, that's absurd. That's absurd. he has yeah, two hundred and two strikeouts. It's sixth in in the MLB. And he pitched, I don't know what's he pitched seventy five percent of the season maybe. Probably probably missed the first twenty five percent somewhere around there where we're standing
1: somewhere around there. But he also was like a relief pitcher early on.
0: Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't pitching you know four five six innings every time he came out. So I I, yeah that's this guy is a freak an anomaly.
1: Braves are still one game back of those horrible Metropolitans.
0: Yeah, that was oh, we'll they? they played the Buckos this weekend, didn't they? Yeah, they played the and a four yeah. game sweep of the Buckos. They're at the at the Brewers coming up. Uh, so hopefully the hopefully the Brew Crew can help us out a little bit and get some wins. It's coming down to it, man. Mets only have one, two, three, four. They have five series left. So one of them is uh, against us. Yeah, we need to take care of business there on uh, September thirtieth, October first, and October second can't wait man that's that, that's what baseball needs to be coming down to the two teams two best teams overall all year in the division coming down to it at the end of the year i just wish it was the last series of the year and not the next the last series of the year so um, billy this oh yeah
1: i got a couple things um one the braves are how many wins are the Braves sitting at now
0: uh 90 91
1: we had 88 total last year <laughs>
0: So we're going to be... I mean, there's a realistic possibility where we could be a 100-plus win team and not win the division. We could be a 100-plus win team and win the wild card. 1,000%.
1: That's
0: crazy, man. That's it's nuts.
1: Insane. <laughs> uh insane. Point two. I, I was texting you about this on Saturday. Don't look now, but Acuna's getting hot. That's and, what you want to see. And if Acuna gets hot... That's the kind of, he, when he gets hot, he's the kind of player that can carry a team for two, three, four weeks at a time.
0: thousand percent.
1: And that's exactly what the Braves need right now. And for the longest time, you know, the bottom of the lineup was carrying the Braves and the top four were kind of struggling. And hopefully now that's going to turn around and make it just that much deeper.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe it has something to do with Acuna's injury finally feeling a hundred percent that knee, maybe that he has a uh, confidence in now. Yeah. But yeah, Acuna Acuna really seems to be seeing and hitting the ball well recently. And I mean, that's this is the time of the year that you want that to happen. You want your good hitters, you want your good players to get hot now. Um, and another thing that's probably going to get overlooked really uh, is Grossman two RBIs on Sunday. The the dude just produces rbis almost every single time he gets a chance so i mean that's that's the nice little nice little ace up your sleeve to play from the bottom of the lineup yeah yeah a guy he's not even a regular everyday player 33 year old rotational left fielder comes in and seems like every other outing he has he comes in and, and gets you know one two rbis gets a crucial hit home run something like that
1: it's unreal
0: Billy, this weekend UGA traveled up to South Carolina and absolutely beat the brakes off of them, forty-eight to seven. Uh, I think we all knew this was coming when we talked about it on Friday. Yeah. Uh, But I I don't know if I expected them to beat them this bad. I mean, they beat them by forty-one points in a road win against an SEC opponent. That's just insane. And something that I've been telling people. I, I know we're only, you know, we were only two weeks into the season last week. We're three weeks into it now. Something I've been telling people since I saw UGA versus Oregon is Georgia might be better this year than they were last year, which is absurd to say because of how many people they sent to the NFL. Like I've said before, I think they had around 60 first-round draft picks. It seemed like just on the defensive side. Uh, UGA's offense continues to be one of the best in the country, posting 547 total yards for the game and racking up 45 points in just three quarters. Uh, South Carolina's not defense is not great, but it's still an SEC defense. Brock Bowers, a future first-round draft pick, had 126 all-purpose yards and three tuds. Once again, he is the best tight end in the country. Uh, UGA's defense did exactly what we thought they would, made South Carolina one-dimensional. UGA held the Gamecocks to under 100 yards rushing and forced Spencer Rattler into two picks on his way to a 26.2 QBR for the game. UGA is the undisputed number one team in the country right now. Zero argument for
1: me. Absolutely zero it. argument.
0: I, uh, I saw on Twitter where they were doing – they were taking sports writers top 20 or top 10 or whatever, yeah. and pretty much everybody had Georgia. Um, a couple of guys had Alabama, and one guy had Ohio State. And I'm like, what has he seen? It, it's, a, it's a writer from Illinois. I was like, what is he seeing that is convinced him that Ohio State has a better football team than Georgia? Because I, I'm an Ohio State fan, and I haven't seen it. Like, no. they, they're not. They're just nope. not. They're not. Um, nobody, nobody's even close to Georgia. I mean, you know, we saw what Alabama get, did against Texas. That was their big test, and, you know, they passed it, but just barely. UGA's big test so far has been Samford, I guess, because they only won by 33 points. It's been the smallest margin of victory for the Bulldogs so far this year. Uh, and, and they go the first three quarters against South Carolina without allowing a touchdown. So that's uh, 11 straight quarters they had to open the season where they didn't allow a touchdown. And I believe Stetson Bennett is like one of only three NFL – or three quarterbacks in the entire NCAA to start the season with like 250-plus passing yards and one touchdown or something like that. So this, this UGA team right now is absolutely dangerous, man. Um, It's scary
1: how good they are, and and on the defensive side as well, too, because as you mentioned, Tito, they had so many draft picks go to the NFL last year, and at the same time, how deep they are just goes to show how good Kirby is at recruiting right now.
0: Um, He's the best recruiter in the nation, I think. I I love Brian Hartline up at Ohio State. Um, but I think Kirby is the best, the best recruiter in the nation right now. And you look at their schedule. I mean, they really don't play anybody for a month and a half. They have Kent State at Missouri, home versus Auburn, home versus Vandy. Uh, then they have the largest co- outdoor cocktail party in the world on 10-29 versus Florida. And then after that, they're at home versus Tennessee. So, I mean, th- this team... I think the only test they're going to have, I don't know what Tennessee is, honestly. I don't know what Tennessee is going to be, but UGA has them at home. They're going to take care of Florida. I think UGA's only test in their regular season the rest of the year is going to be at Kentucky uh, on 11-19. I think that's going to be a big test. I think Kentucky's legit. I think they're the real deal. Do I think they can beat Georgia? No, but, I mean, it's at Kentucky, so I think that should be a good game. But, yeah, Georgia. Georgia looks poised to go back-to-back this year.
1: Don't be surprised if Central Peaks it. Or I mean, Jesus, if Georgia actually beats the ever living breaks off of Kentucky, too.
0: I would. Honestly. Dude, I would not be shocked at all. Honestly. Um, hey, if you got some soft earned dollars, man, I'm not I'm not telling you to bet on this guy because I, I haven't. But there should be some serious, you know, investigation into Stetson Bennett winning the Heisman this year because that kid has done nothing but produce the first three games of the season so far this year. Uh, I would uh, I, I would not laugh at you if you put a couple soft earned dollars down in Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman. It's plus twenty five
1: hundred or twenty five thousand, I can remember at the think beginning of the year.
0: It was plus twenty five thousand to begin the year, uh, and I checked it. Let's see, I checked it this weekend, and I don't remember what it was. It has gone down. Stet, um, so he's at he's at a plus two thousand now. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Caleb Williams are. uh, excuse me, C.J. Stroud is the favorite right now at a plus 200, Caleb Williams at a plus 300, Bryce Young at a plus 500 and Stetson Bennett is at a plus 2,000. That is phenomenal odds right there for a quarterback who's playing as well as he is in a conference that he is. Plus 2,000 is pretty good for Stetson Bennett because he's absolutely absolutely been balling the first three weeks of the
1: season. So a $10 bet would give you 200 bucks.
0: Bingo. For a kid right now that I believe leads the NCAA and QBR. And if he doesn't lead him, he's in the top five.
1: Bryce, unfortunately, the Falcons fell to the Rams 27 to 31 last night. And the problem was the Falcons fought and had a shot and like they were in plus territory with three minutes left to go in the game and I uh, Mariota just coughed it up.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, they were the opposite of what they did last week, so I guess that's good. They didn't choke the game away. They came back and made it a game. I guess that's a positive.
1: Los Angeles led 21-3 to at the break, and Atlanta just couldn't get out of their own way. Uh, they were trading a pair of Tugs in the third quarter, saw the fourth quarter start 28-10, to and a lead that should have been safe for any Rams team. Um, Atlanta's defense was strong, though they forced an interception, a fumble, and they blocked a punt, which they returned for a touchdown, which made it uh, 31 to 25 late. Then uh, Atlanta's defense got a stop, got the ball back. Um, they got they forced an interception, um, and then got the ball back with or a fumble with uh, three and a half minutes left to go, and they were in like. The thirty-six yard line price, I wanna
0: say. Um it was um, somewhere around there. It was it was good. It was really it was really, really good position. I was like, oh my god. I was in there making uh making dinner to grill out, and Braxton was like relaying me uh, information in the kitchen. He was like, blocked a punt for a return for a duck I was like, Oh my god, and he's like, I was like, Oh my god, like the thirty yard line. Um yeah, it was and now I can't remember who forced the fumble. Uh, but it was a great tackle. I think it was Cooper Cup that caught it on a slant route. It was running uh, near side to far side. Yep. And man, I wish I wish I could remember who who forced it. But I don't remember who it was. Came in on the backside and just punched the ball out of Cooper Cup's hands. Textbook way to tackle somebody. Ball's bouncing around the ground, and the guy who caused the fumble was actually the, also the guy that picked it up and you know returned it eight eight or ten yards, and yeah, set Atlanta up for what should have been a game winning touchdown drive.
1: And then Mariota throws a pick in the end zone. Um. Too. Yeah. It's
0: yeah, just, just a stupid throw, man. Like it it wasn't it wasn't one of your top 3 uh targets. So I don't know why you try to force it in there. It was third down, there was still a minute left. It was a bad throw, man. It was it was a bad decision. That's that's back to back weeks where Mariota has made bad decisions in the dwindling minutes of the game. I mean, last week he, you know, tries to run for extra yards after he already had the first down, fumbles the ball. This week he throws it to, you know, not one of your top pass catchers. And I don't know why you don't target Drake London, who's had a massive game, and, or Kyle Pitts, who they seemingly forgot played on their team yesterday. I don't know why you don't throw it to one of those guys if you're gonna if you're gonna force it into double coverage and let them try to make a play on it. It's just a bad decision by Mariota, and that's it's back to back weeks, man. I, I mean, when, when do you say enough's enough? And I know I know we're only two weeks into the game uh, into the season, but. When do you sort of say enough's enough for Mariota? We, we've seen what you had. It's not impressive. Let's try to give Desmond Ritter a chance because Mariota, he's not had it these past two weeks, man. I mean,
1: personally, I would give it to him, but that's just because I, I know what Mariota is. Um, I think just give it to the rookie and let him, let him grow into this role for the Falcons. He is the future, right? So let him, let him start. Let him, let him see what it what he's got and finish this year off the way that we need to finish this year off. Um Defense looks okay, Bryce, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, it looked going, fine.
0: It was better than last year. I'll give him that. Better than last year.
1: They forced another, or they got another sack this year, which adds a, to what, five on the year? Um, so,
0: uh, I think so, yeah, five or six.
1: So that's huge Uh for a team that only had 18 last year as a total.
0: <laughs> and they got to the quarterback too yesterday. You know, only one sack yesterday, but I believe they had uh, four or five, you know, quarterback hits and pressures and stuff. So this defense, man, I know that was kind of the big thing. Everybody was harping on the defense couldn't get to the quarterback last year. Uh looks completely different this year. Looks a lot better and if you had a if you had a semi-competent quarterback out there, I honestly think the Falcons are 2 and 0 right now.
1: Yeah. Pretty close at least.
0: Yeah. So uh, that that, that kind of sucks for the Falcons, but it is what it is, man. You're not you're you're not going to make it to the playoffs, and it's it's almost fine if you do lose because you get a high draft pick. Maybe get a hey, maybe you're in the sweepstakes for CJ Stroud or, or uh, Bryce Young. You know, right. I know you just drafted Ritter last year. Maybe you're in that sweepstakes. Uh, you're gonna have to beat out Seattle though. Seattle's gonna have the number one pick. They're terrible. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let's head over to the Breed South scoreboard from the weekend, Billy. Friday Night Lights. Uh, Bremen beat Gordon Lee fourteen to seven. That was a region game, so that's the way to start off your region schedule if you are the Blue Devils. Uh, Carrollton beat Jenkins forty-eight to nothing. Carrollton led forty-one to nothing at halftime. Julian Lewis was twenty-three of thirty-three passing for three hundred and forty yards and five tuds. Jeez. Bryce Hicks rushed for one hundred and nineteen yards. Caleb Odom had eight receptions for one hundred and six yards and three touchdowns. Montrez Smith had two and a half tackles for loss. Julian Lewis almost had 400 yards passing, Billy. As a freshman, At <laughs> five touchdowns. He's oh. guys, he's, This is his
1: fifth game as a varsity player. Like he's
0: 14. Uh, have you seen Have you seen any of his uh, highlights from the Jenkins game? No,
1: not yet.
0: Dude, go, go on social media today I'm when scared. you get a chance and go go watch it. I, he just throws dimes. It's. And the crazy thing to me that I don't know if I've seen yet this year, that I saw in the highlights when he was with when he was playing against Jenkins, he was throwing dimes to receivers down the field with pressure in his face. He was standing in the pocket and getting pummeled on some of these passes. And he was standing up there, massive pressure in his face, dropping dimes. It was it was nuts, man. It was crazy the the, the poise he had in the pocket. I I didn't I didn't expect you don't expect that out of a freshman, but Julian Lewis has it, and he is a he is a dude, man. I'm excited to see uh, the how he grows in his um, in his role as quarterback there at Carrollton over the next three and a half years. Uh, Central beat Northgate 27 to 17 in a game that I, it was a little bit closer than I thought it was going to be. I really thought Central was going to, you know, stomp on the gas and kind of blow Northgate out of the water, but Northgate just hung around for a lot longer than than I expected to. But uh, you you come out with a win. That's sort of all you can take away from this. I know. Um, coach smiley said they were a little banged up they have a bye this week so they're gonna try to get healthy so you come out of it with a win you know you take away with it what well, you can take away with it little coaching moments um,
1: and when you so when you lose Julius Walton at halftime yeah yeah
0: yeah what did he ever see what what the issue was was it an ankle I, I don't remember he just
1: said it was something that he needed to come out for and uh, said it's not it's not something that's very serious and oh, is it okay
0: good. Yeah, hey, that's good enough for us. Uh, Raven beats Hurd or beats Harrelson, or Raven beats Herd County forty-two to twelve. Uh, we'll be down there calling the game this weekend. Uh, Upson Lee beat Harrelson County twenty-nine to fifteen. Brookstone beat Mount Zion thirty-three to ten. Uh, Temple beat Pepperell thirty-five to twenty-eight in a game I called Friday night. Uh, absolutely, fantastically entertaining game. It was awesome. One of the best games I've seen all year. Uh, Good job for Coach Corey Nix to come away with a win at home. And then Villarica opens up their region schedule with a win over Tri-Cities, 42-13. On Saturday, we had volleyball action. Carrollton lost to Independence and Brookstone 2-0. And then beat Milton 2-1 and Stars Mill 2-0 in their volleyball tournament this weekend. And in MLS action, Atlanta United drew at Philadelphia Union 0-0. With two games remaining on the schedule, we're going to need some help from teams above us, if we want to keep our playoff hopes alive. Tonight on the Stumpet Games and Events calendar, softball Noonan uh, is at Central at 6 p.m. Bremen is at Heard County at 6 p.m. That should be a good game. And Temple is at Armouche at 5 p.m. tonight.
1: Bryce, you need another cup of coffee?
0: Indeed, sir. Indeed, I do.
1: Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strong with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, San Francisco 49ers quarterback Trey Lance season-ending surgery on a broken ankle suffered yesterday against the Seattle Seahawks. That is unfortunate for the kid. Um, But (laughs) you have to think, thank God that they didn't get rid of Jimmy G, right?
0: That's exactly (laughs) what San Francisco fans (laughs) and everybody out there in the Bay Area is thinking. Thank God we re-signed Jimmy G. Trey Lance, I mean, he didn't he didn't play his senior year in, in college. He didn't play his rookie year last year much, and he's going to miss the rest of this year. So that's three years of football, essentially, that Trey Lance is going to be missing um, because of one thing or another. So that's not great. But, yeah, Jimmy G. It's, J- it's Jimmy G time out in San Francisco, baby.
1: Uh, Mid-NCAA investigation and a sluggish one-and-two start, Harm Edwards is out at as Arizona State football coach.
0: Eesh. That's not great. I thought Herm Edwards was going to do decent out there at ASU, but uh, he's he hadn't done he hadn't done great. That's where um, Emory Jones is at now, right? Yep. Former Hurt County Brave, yeah, out of uh, out of the Arizona State. So that sucks for Herm Edwards. Herm is a is a great coach. I, I hate he couldn't do better out there. But yeah, and one we, and two and all the investigation that's going. On. They had that like, thirty-something kids transfer out of their football program this past year. So that's not good. <laughs> Something's not going right. Maybe
1: we can get Herm on the uh, morning five.
0: Hey yeah, he's looking for a job now, I Bet
1: uh New York Yankees Aaron Judge hits his 58th and 59th homers this weekend moves within 2 of the American League record. The dude is an absolute stud. He's a monster. Let's man. go Aaron.
0: Let's go. Have yourself a day, baby. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get over 60. Let's go get that record. And I believe Pulwholes is sitting on 698. I yes. Think? Or, I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Two more, two more out of him. We're going to get it this year. Hulse is going to get uh, get over 700 home runs, and uh, Aaron Judge is going to hit over 60 in, in one season.
1: Nebraska defensive coordinator Eric Chenander is fired after a 35-point loss to Oklahoma. What did you expect?
0: I Dude, mean, that, that Nebraska football program is an absolute dumpster fire. It's terrible right now. They're are awful. It, They're awful, it, and and... Dude, when they were chanting, when the when the Nebraska chant fans were chanting like, after the game, before the game and stuff, they're trying to get Urban Meyer in there. Do you think Urban Meyer has any inclination that he wants to go be the Nebraska football head coach from what the dumpster fire it is out there? Like, you know, I could see him going to, like, Texas, USC, uh, as dumb as it sounds, Michigan, a big program that is already, you know, good but there's no way he wants to go to Nebraska, a program that hasn't won in 30 years, and try to rebuild that thing and go up against Ohio State in recruiting and all that stuff. So yeah. that that's a, that's a program. That's one of those, um, what do they call them, library programs where you can read about their good deeds back in the day, but there are no new books being written about Nebraska football. Not any good ones, at least.
1: Yeah. The App State Mountaineers beat Troy this weekend with a 53-yard Hail Mary on the final play of the game. App State looks pretty good this year, man. Uh, I'm not going to say they're they're like insane, but they're pretty decent.
0: I don't think they're not going to be the Cincinnati this year, but yeah, they're they're competitive. And the crazy thing about it was it was a tip pass. You know, it was he threw it up there. It was a, a gaggle of about eight people that were bouncing around that got knocked up in the air, and a receiver caught it and ran it in for about eight yards. Uh, the one weird thing though, ESPN, if you're going to have App State as your college game day uh, location in Boone, North Carolina, why not have the game on one of your TV channels and not just ESPN plus like that was weird for me if, you, if you're going to have game day there and it's going to be all of this hyped up oh we love boom we love going to these small town places like this don't put the game that you're at on ESPN plus put it on one of your bigger networks because all of the other games honestly that were on your big networks at the time were terrible games they weren't close so I think that's a fail on ESPN there. Now, when it did get close towards the end of the fourth quarter, they did switch it on ESPN or ESPN 2 or something like that. Uh, but I thought that was weird. If you're going to have game day at a game, don't relegate that game to ESPN+. plus. Have that game on, on one of your uh, family of networks. I mean, you have like damn eight channels, so put them <laughs> on one of those. It's just I don't, I don't understand that.
1: Finally, today in 1947, Jackie Robinson is named the 1947 Rookie of the Year. God, it, he was so good, man. I, I love. Yeah, he was. I love Jackie. I love reading yeah. about Jackie. It's uh. we
0: had a we had a whole conversation Saturday night about the uh, because you know the number 42 is retired everywhere. So yeah, we had a whole conversation with me and the boys about Jackie Robinson and all of his accompl- accomplishments and everything and. Yeah, that was he, he was a, he was a fantastic baseball player.
1: Bryce, you got anything else?
0: Nah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here. Get our st- week our week started. Almost said weekend. Not yet. We got five more days till that happens. God, Let's get our week started, I wish,
1: man. <laughs> For Bryce Farley, I and Billy Lindall, have a great day, everybody. We will talk to you all tomorrow, same time, same place.
0: Shake your neighbors, just shake them. Shake your neighbors.